the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. I want to invite you on this morning to the 20th division of Psalm, beginning at verse 1. This 20th division of Psalm reads as follows. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now, I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. May the King answer us when we call. Amen. Would you pray with me this morning, eternal and everlasting God? Thank you for this privilege to preach your word, to speak into the atmosphere, the eternal word of God that is life transforming. I'm praying, God, that even now that as I stand to declare your word, that you would speak in such a way, God, that it would change someone's eternal destiny. That someone on this day and at this occasion, God, might turn their whole life over to you and surrender their eternal destiny into your hands. That they may trust you as Lord and Savior of their life. God, I'm praying that you would speak this day into the hearts and the lives of those who are discouraged and frustrated and angry and hopeless and in need of a word from you. God, speak a word in a right now present time that would allow your people to know that they're not alone and that you have not shut the door and abandoned them, but you are very much alive and well and attentive to their needs. Speak a word, God, that we might know we've heard from you. Lord, I stand as a vessel uh, prepared to be used by the omnipotence of God to uh, declare your word and to transform lives. God, use me in the way that you see fit. I surrender all to you, Lord. I ask that you would just have your way. 
as we attempt to glorify you in the name of Jesus. I pray with thanksgiving and with great expectation of what you shall do in Jesus' name. Amen. Katherine, we have been preaching through a series entitled Messages of Hope in a Pandemic. We started this journey in the 150th Division of Psalms, and we preached there from the idea, Praise the Lord, Mothers. In the second part of this series of messages, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, our hope in the resurrection. And on last Sunday, we were in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, speaking to you from the subject matter, Memorial Hope. And it was there in 1 Thessalonians that we were reminded that those who have gone on to be with the Lord, those who've given their lives in this pandemic war, those not only in the warfare of battles of Vietnam and Iraq and Iran and Desert Shield and Desert Storm and Korean War. We spoke in a memorial form for all those who had given their lives in the warfare of the Lord and were reminded that the hope we have is that they are with the Lord and that secondly, when the Lord comes at the point of the rapture, he will first call up the, the resurrected and glorified bodies of those who have fallen asleep in him. And then thirdly, we saw that we also who are alive and remain at that time will also be raised up together to be with the Lord and with those who've gone on before us. And so we have great hope in this Christ and this faith that we have and in the resurrection of our Savior. Now on this morning, Who wouldn't have known that we would be standing in such a situation as we are right now? My focus was on pandemic, but God's intention was beyond that. Because today we look around us and we see that cities around the United States are on fire, burning, looting. We see that black and brown Unarmed people keep on being murdered by the police. Uh, We see that mass numbers of people are still losing their lives as the number in the pandemic exceeds 102,000 people who have lost their lives to a virus that is still spreading across the nation. While at the same time, some are more interested in the bank accounts and the finances of their particular business. Don't get me wrong. I understand that businesses have to make money and folk have to eat. But I'm just trying to put everything in perspective as to where we are as a people, where we are as a nation. You've got to understand that we're at a place where... Children are suffering and families are in crises and babies are being stabbed randomly on the street. 
Oh, my God. And at the same time, in the world in which we live that has become so dependent upon the church of God, the doors of the church are closed. So in times like this, where do you turn? Who do you call out to? And and where uh, do I solicit help in my time when things seem to be fully out of control? My God. Well, as I pondered that thought as to where we turn and who do we turn to and for who can we solicit or expect that relief will come, this psalm seems to indicate that David has an answer to our question. It seems as David has written this psalm, he wrote it in the format that it was a prayer that the people perhaps could pray on the behalf of the king, but at the same time, As I looked at this psalm, what I saw is words and power from God that could empower us as the people of God to be able to have hope beyond the present day circumstance. I see this psalm as one that would allow me as a under shepherd to pray for those who are going through, but at the same time, for those who are in the midst of the mess. This psalm I see is one in which we can utilize to stand on and to pray for one another. As I turn on the television, and let me just say, I've had my share of listening to the news. I've had my feel of those who are of political persuasions and those who are of shallow mentalities and shallow insights into the plight of the people of this country. I've had my share of listening to the angles in which they want to spin things. As I'm listening, I'm realizing that as much as the nation is hurting, people are in a sense of despair. They're in need of something and help from somewhere that they have not quite yet figured out where to get it from. Help me, Jesus. But this morning, I want to talk from the idea help and hope from the sanctuary. And I'm not talking about the sanctuary, the building. I'm talking about the sanctuary of God. Listen, I'm not a political. I don't get involved with politics. I got to stay focused in the word of God. And at the same time, it is irresponsible for the handling of a prophetic word to be prophetic and not relevant to the day and time in which is being preached. So as much as this word that David has declared, this inspired word that was spoken and written by David so many years ago, today finds itself alive and relevant for our today calls. And therefore, it is of the utmost importance to focus on the unmoved preaching of the gospel of God and not the conditions of the society. Now, don't get me wrong. What happens in the process of preaching the gospel, the gospel will deal with 
the societal ill. Because the word of God is always medicine for our malady. It's always help for our helplessness. It's always direction for our lostness. It's always strength for our weakness. And so the word of God has to be preached. And so this morning in this the 20th division of Psalm, I find myself laying out this prayer as we pray for each other, as I pray for you and you pray for me and we pray for one another, I believe that this text begins with what I call a prayer of hope. There are seven petitions in this text for prayer that reflect hope that I'll be praying on your behalf. Y'all still here with me? And so we have, for those spiritual people, we have seven, which is the number of perfection. Seven prayer petitions that we can lay out as prayers of hope for one another. Y'all still with me? First of all, the text says here in verse number one, may the Lord, I pray, I pray, first of all, that the Lord will answer you in the day of trouble. I don't know what kind of trouble you might come into. I don't know what kind of situation you're finding yourself in right now. I don't know what kind of trouble might evade your your family or your home. It might be trouble with your health, might be trouble with your finances, might be spiritual trouble, it might be trouble that was unexpected, might be trouble that was expected. But David says, I pray. First of all, that the Lord will answer your prayer. I'm praying that when you pray, that your prayer can leave the room that you're in and that your prayer can ascend through the atmosphere beyond the defenses of the wicked one and can reach the throne room of God. And at the same time, God will garner your prayer and hear it and then send answer to your prayer. I'm praying that the Lord will answer when you pray. I'm praying for you. Kettering, I'm praying for you, listening audience. I'm praying that when trouble comes to your door, when trouble comes knocking in whatever form it comes knocking, I'm praying that the Lord will answer your prayer in the day of your trouble. He goes on. He doesn't stop there. He says, not only may the Lord answer you in the day of your trouble, he says, may the name of the God of Jacob defend you. In your day of trouble, I'm praying that when when trouble comes and you call out the name Jesus, I'm praying that that name will still garner the same power that raised him up from the dead. I'm praying that the name of Jesus will come to your rescue. I'm praying that as you call on that name, that that name will protect you, that that name will fight for you, that that name will put a fence all around you, that that name will guard your children and your family. I'm praying that that name will defend you. David says, I'm praying that the name of the Lord, our God, will defend you. I was thinking about this and I was thinking about When I was a child, I was riding my bicycle and I was coming down a hill. And as I was coming down the hill, a German shepherd 
came running out at me, and the first name that came to my mind was Mom, okay? So I, I cried out, Mom! But I soon realized, as this German shepherd was not abating his attack on me, that Mom was too far away to get to me and she probably could not hear me as much as I was screaming because I was not close to home but I called on the name of Jesus help me God and when I called on the name of Jesus I I can't explain it but the dog was done chasing me the dog was finished with me I don't know if he sent ministering angels to wrap around me I don't know if he if he just told the dog turn around that's my child I don't know what happened but I know that the name of the Lord. It's a strong defense. I remember driving in my car. I remember being in an accident and calling on the name of Jesus. And and when I got out of the car, even though the motor had been pushed into the compartment where I was sitting, the name of the Lord, it defended me. I know I've got a few other folk that've got witnesses and testimonies that the name of the Lord when you call on that name David said I'm praying that it'll come to your defense that name is something about that name when you call on that name David said I'm praying for you that that name will provide defense for you that it will defend you that it will protect you that it will cover you praying that that name now let me say this too because there's there is of some necessity that i have a guarantee that calling on the name will be my defense and that is that i have a relationship with him when i have a relationship with him when i call his name he will defend me i'm rolling the dice if i don't know him when i call on a name whether or not he'll defend me or not but david said i'm praying that the name of god of Jacob will defend you. Thirdly, he says here in verse 2, he says, may he send help to you from the sanctuary. I'm, I'm praying that he sends you help when you're in your trouble, when trouble hits, when it seems like there's no change in the world and we're still dealing with the same old stuff, when it seems like Everybody I know is the one getting COVID virus when it seems like I'm the only one laid off on my job when it seems like my bills are due but I got no money to pay them when it seems like I'm in trouble. When I'm in trouble, he says, I'm, I'm praying that he sends you help from the sanctuary. Now, some would say I'm praying that God will send me help from the government. Can I help you right here? If you're looking for help from the government, you in big trouble. But I'd rather get help from the one who has the government on his shoulders than the one who thinks he's God and cannot help at all. I'm praying, he says, that he sends you help not from a government stimulus check, but I'm praying that he sends you help from the sanctuary of God, his holy dwelling place, I'm praying that he not just sends you any kind of help, but I'm praying that he sends you supernatural help to deal with your natural trouble. If my trouble is natural, 
And the help I get is supernatural. I already know that the help that I get is more than enough to deal with whatever trouble that I'm dealing with. And since the help I'm praying for for you is coming from the sanctuary of God. I turned back the pages of time and I went all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 and I found out that in the beginning there was no beginning to the opening of his sanctuary and I went all the way down to Revelation and I found out that his sanctuary also never closes. Lord have mercy. The legacy center might be closed but the sanctuary of God it's still open help me God even when church was open even when your sanctuary your temple your mosque was open there were hours you couldn't get in touch with the pastor there were hours you couldn't get in touch with the imam there were hours you couldn't get in touch with the priest but when help comes from the sanctuary of God it doesn't matter if it's in the middle of the night help will come because our God he doesn't slumber or sleep and I'm praying that the help you get comes supernaturally from the throne room of God from the sanctuary of God and the help that he sends you can deal with every bit of the problem you have no matter what that problem is I'm praying for you, he says. Can you pray for me the same? That when trouble comes, that he'll send help for me from the sanctuary. Not just any kind of help. That he would send supernatural help that would deal with whatever my problem is I'm going through. So he goes on. I'm praying that the Lord will answer you in the day of your trouble, I'm praying that the name of God defends you. I'm praying that he sends you help from the sanctuary. But the second part of verse 2, it says, I'm praying that he strengthen you out of Zion. The first part of verse 2, he says, I'm praying that the help comes from you out of the sanctuary. But he's also letting us know, watch this, that I'm praying that strength. Because, you know, when you're in trouble, you need strength. When you're going through hell... There's something about the hell of life that takes the strength out of you. Let me see if I can explain this. When I was watching the news and hearing story after story after story and watching the unimaginable killing of a man on the street, first of all, something happened inside of me. And as... I began to continue to watch, and then riots began breaking out, and fires are burning, and looting, and all the things that are going on. And it was as if I felt like I didn't have strength. I mean, it was like the strength in me was being drained out by the evil and the unconscionable occurrences in the world in which we live which we've become accustomed to operating and functioning a certain way but now that it's outside the scope of what I'm used to strength seemed to have left me and so 
it's a good place to pray here that as you send me help from the sanctuary, that you also send me strength because I need strength to deal with this pandemic. I need strength to deal with the hell that's happening on every street corner. I need strength that's going on to deal with the problems in the household. I need strength to deal with the problems that's going on in the church house. I need strength to deal with the issues on my job. I need strength to deal with the problems with children. We need the strength of God and we need the strength, watch this, the strength that comes from Zion. And the strength of Zion is the strength, watch this, that is, that, that's the place where the power of God is made manifest. Zion. It's the throne room of God. It's the place where God has all of his power with him. And, and he says, I'm praying that you get power from Zion. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.